0: Good evening good people this is burn bridges brought to you by the creative catalyst i'm your host michael crown and today i'm here with a very beautiful soul she is not only a beauty enthusiast which that's what i call her she's also a very very talented musician i'd like to introduce you all to queen low
1: hey guys welcome and welcome here, i guess <laughs> i'm glad to be here <laughs>
0: Thank you for coming on excited. to the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very excited.
0: Awesome, awesome. First off, let me compliment your voice. It's something just you have a very unique voice that thank you. It's it's warm, but it literally is like your personality.
1: Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Absolutely. And I will say that when I first, you know heard about you, found out about you. I heard your audio of something and I didn't know who that was at first. And then I found the video and then I just started watching your content. And that's when I got I got sucked in. I, I got I fell into the rabbit hole and I was like, oh I'm nice. This. And I was like, oh what's <laughs> this? Okay. <laughs> yes. It was first it was a the voice, then it was the visuals. It was like everything. Everything was there.
1: Yes, thank you.
0: Everything. Um, well, let's start this thing off hot. Let's see. Can you tell the people who you are? What you do?
1: Yeah, well, my name is Legendary Queen Mo from The Foe. Um, I am an esthetician. I am a music artist. Um, I'm a mother. I'm very active in my church community, so I do a lot of different things. And, um, yeah.
0: Perfect. Perfect. So I, uh... That's actually really, really good. Um, I think um, even starting, starting out with what you said, I want to pick apart what you said. You know, you you seem very community-based. You know, seem family-oriented, and just overall as far as giving out love, you know, to a lot of people, especially in these times right now, which that's very, very scarce. As crazy yeah. as it sounds, um, I think I want to start in the area of when I first saw, you know. You know what you look like i think it was a picture you was smiling and i was like damn that's a very genuine smile and it's kind of like you know you can see on social media a lot of people force happiness just to yeah. post like just to post something just to have content and um i think that you know when i saw i was like oh what did she do and then started watching some of your stuff and then that's when i started to really see exactly like the kind of content that you talk about the messages that you put out there you know yeah let me ask you was it as far as beauty and as far as as music what which one came first let me ask you that
1: between music and my skincare is that what you said Mm -hmm. um I I guess skincare came first. I went to school to be an esthetician beforehand, but before I was doing um, estiology, I was actually doing interviews um, just like this with different independent music artists. And um, I was working in radio. So, um, and the entertainment side came before the beauty. So music came after beauty, but entertainment came before that.
0: Okay, so it was kind of like, you know, at least like what I like to call, you know, you have like multiple skills, but you usually start out with one and then each skill kind of hitchhike it, hitchhikes itself along that long journey of discovering yourself and figuring it out and actually putting in the work. You start to pick up all these other skills as time goes on.
1: Right. Um, when I was doing starting in entertainment, I was actually doing beauty blogging. So I wasn't licensed or owning my own business with skincare yet, but I was writing about beauty blogging and I was also writing about like events and music. Um, so just like blogging about my interests and, um, Mm -hmm. as I continued, I was like, oh, I, I really like skincare. Why don't I see what the next level is? Like if I really want to dive in and be a professional. And that's when I discovered about, um, being an esthetician. And so I went to school um to get the hours you know needed Mm -hmm. and to become an aesthetician and i continued doing um the blogging and stuff like that as well and music i actually just started at the beginning of 2020 i just told myself at the end of 2019 i was like i'm gonna do whatever i want to do i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. be scared about it or what people think and so that's how the music came along
0: and you literally took you basically took the the classic jumping off the cliff looking down and seeing the sharp rocks at the at the edge of the ocean you took that leap of faith and i'm sure like a lot of us will say it was scary but it was satisfying when your parachute came out
1: oh it was so satisfying and you know i feel like that's how you have to be with everything you do in life you know i've had those type of feelings even in church you know like stepping out and doing something new i i think sometimes we think that doing those things that have to be like career based or something that's when you take risks but it's good to push yourself out of your comfort zone and just be your best self in every aspect like even as a parent or Mm -hmm. whatever you know just trying new things
0: now were you always like that fearful bold kind of person like that
1: honestly I've always been somebody who takes risks, Um, but I used to take risks in unhealthy ways. So now I've learned how to take healthy risks, not safe risks, but just like, um, I don't know how much in my past he's like, so, but I am a felon and um, Mm -hmm. I used to just, you know, I used to do a little bit more on a crazier side. Now I take healthy risks (laughs)
0: Yeah, I um, and I will tell you just a bit about me since you are sharing. This is a table of sharing. Um, I will tell you that even in, you know, in business, you know, whomever I decide to affiliate, collaborate, partner with or anything like that. I always do like to do my homework on people and not because I'm trying to dig up dirt. It's usually because I want to be able to be transparent with that person, especially if I intend on being close with that person. You know, right. if if we're if we're making money together, that's a type of intimacy. If we're trying to be friends, that's a type of intimacy. If we're, yeah, you know, where it's a type of relationship. So I feel like I, you know, you know when they say how you treat a person is how you would want yourself to be treated. I would say mm-hmm. that. I kind of I go by that quite often and I try to instill that as much as possible because I know that, you know, if I know something about a person, I I can either learn to avoid from talking about it or to be more empathetic when I touch on that topic or something like that, because the true nature is, hey, we all don't know these stories behind, you know, a person. Right. Just because we see it on black and white on paper, we don't look at the description of well what are the details what is the the story behind it you know right and I I know that we shouldn't be defined by our past because what we do in the current that ultimately changes our future
1: exactly
0: and um I will say yes I did do um quite a bit of homework on you only because I just never I didn't know anything really about you and I know you know you know in social media we tend to post what we want to post on social media but that's edited you know you only right. gonna put out snippets of a person and I was like well you know what I've been in Atlanta long enough and I know a person isn't always happy and I know this might sound negative a person isn't always happy and usually when a person is happy there's a story yep there's plenty of stories in fact there's probably a whole long book
1: <laughs> right. And uh,
0: and it's like I've always been interested in knowing what were those days like when you couldn't smile as much as you do today?
1: Um, that's a wonderful question. Um, when I feel like the were even worse than days where you can't smile are days where you're smiling and you feel like you're not smiling on the inside. And I feel like my whole life, I've been someone who wants to um, smile on the outside and make other people feel good, even if maybe Mm -hmm. I wasn't directly doing that. Um, But when you don't love yourself, but you're keeping that hidden even from yourself, I think those are the darkest times. And um, sometimes you're living in denial And you don't realize, like, you're unhappy. You're doing things um, that are completely toxic to yourself and to your family and to just in general humanity. And um, it took me a lot of self-reflection, a lot of journaling, a lot of um, looking at myself in my eyes and realizing, taking responsibility. You know, I don't really think that I realized that I was living in so much self-hatred. When I was living in it,
2: oh wow! Until
1: I really got arrested and really looked at my life, and I was like, um, "Wow, like where am I at right now?" You know, right. like at what point did I lose myself? And and honestly, the first couple months that I was arrested, I was still living in denial of um, the truth of the things that I needed to face. Mm -hmm. um but luckily for me when I was in jail and I spent seven months in jail um I was in some it was a jail with um programs and I was in a creative communications program and they the person leading this program was just so amazing I wish I could remember her name it was a life changing class and she asked very deep prompts like when did you stop loving yourself and you know, all of those type of things. Mm-hmm. And that's really what helped me um, realize. And um, I think maybe one of the scariest parts were just like, when it was time for me to come home, I was mm-hmm. really scared to come home because I knew that when I was in jail, I was able to read. I had all that time. I was able to do that dedication. But what happens when you go into the world full of distractions? Right. And a world full of like you said on Instagram, people are posting things that they kind of want you to see and you're comparing yourself to those things. Um, and it's always like a keeping up with the Joneses thing and you just kinda have to remind yourself like that (laughs) that that can be something Mm -hmm. that's in the world, but you don't have to be of that. Right. Um
0: I think that. I'm sorry. No, you're
1: fine. So yeah, that that's what I had to say.
0: (laughs) No, I think that you know that was very, very, um, very humbling. I think you know just even hearing that that was very humbling, and you know we've all we've all had different kinds of eye opener situations where, if it is getting in trouble, but if it is um, a life, you know, life changing event that happens to you, it's kind of like you're you're going with emotions because you're you're going through life either self-hating yourself you know and you know doing certain things to other people that you probably shouldn't be doing or you know you're not who you are today and then right. it takes it takes a grand event kind of like a slap in the face like hey you need to do this you need to do this over you need to do this differently so you don't end up back here But it's like the red flags have probably already been there before, but it took it took like something deeper and serious to really get you to change your life.
1: Right. Definitely. I'll tell you, you will get lots of experiences like that until you finally decide to wake up. Like I truly Mm -hmm. believe before I was arrested, God gave me many opportunities to wake (laughs) up and I was still running away from these wake up calls and deciding to still do things how you know however I felt or thought but um, like you said it's not it doesn't have to be getting arrested it could be anything losing your job even if sometimes people are even lucky enough to have little wake up calls you know it doesn't have to be life changing for their wake up call you know sometimes a wake up call could be hearing this podcast and say oh, you know what i need to do some self reflection so
0: i mean um, i think a lot of a lot of successful people it took getting fired on a job to realize you know what i need to do this for myself i need to go you know they might have always had a hobby but they never really right. had that push to actually go do it cuz they've always been afraid and you know they've they've sunk in the you know the that false security blanket yeah where they're just You know, this is, again, disclaimer, this is not knocking anybody with a nine to five. Absolutely not. But there is a difference when you're going somewhere, working someplace you necessarily don't need to. And then also you hate it. So it's like you're going because it's a pattern. It's a it's a ritual that you do. Exactly. Sometimes it does get it's it's that kind of wake up call where getting fired from that situation to where you realize, oh, I got to rely on myself now now there's no excuses i gotta do me for real this time
1: right i completely agree and like you said it's never knocking someone with a nine to five because if you're going every day smiling and happy into your nine to five then that's so amazing it is but for the people who every day are rolling out of their bed and just regretting every monday through friday or whatever day that you're going into work and just wishing you didn't have to. um, Those are the the scenarios where it's like, you know what, let's get something better for yourself because the form of self-love is definitely being able to wake up and love every day. Every day is a miracle that we're here, we're able to talk and walk and hear or all of these different little things that we're able to do and we should be able to appreciate them. My um, Mm -hmm. best friend actually was working for this job and he was telling me like oh well after i save up and do xyz i'm going to be i'm going to start doing tattoos and i'm going to start taking my art more serious taking more commissions on and he was fired probably within 3 weeks of that mm-hmm. and now like he's working at a tattoo shop at conventions mm-hmm. like getting way more booked and i told him like sometimes you <laughs> you can't make that decision on your own cuz you're so used to you know that comfort it doesn't even have to be a nine to five but you're just so used to that time right that it has to be taken away from you
0: so mm-hmm.
1: you to actually take that first step
0: you know it's crazy what that reminds me of it actually reminds me of you know where i'm in you know you're a millennial as well you know we've all got this talk where you know what's your five-year plan what's your uh, I don't think it's 10 year, but what is like your, that plan set. And then they, it's like those people who ask you that they expect you to say, oh, something on the lines of, oh, I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna get this kind of job. I'm gonna get this kind of house. I'm gonna get this kind of credit score. I'm gonna get this. It's like all the right answers is what somebody expects you to say. Um, And as you just mentioned, you know, he probably had a plan at first, but then something derailed that plan and he had to just go ahead and just execute that plan a lot sooner than he had planned on doing it.
1: Exactly. Um, that's so true. I feel like the life doesn't wait for us to catch up sometimes and we just get surprised. And one of the biggest traits to have um, during this time. And honestly, mm-hmm. I'm sure for any age, at any point, if you're listening to this 15 years from now, resiliency is so important, you know, to be able to just go with the flow. That doesn't mean like be lackadaisical or lazy and just, you know, letting anything happen to you because you definitely have to be um, direct and specific in your life. But sometimes things pop up and our willingness. To go with those things and figure out, okay, now what is very important for us to be successful.
0: It is. It is. And I know success for everybody, you know, it does vary. And, you know, success for somebody might be a case of, hey, if I can just get set up to where my bills are straight, I don't need anything else. I'm just cool not waking up to the stress of bills. That could be somebody's success. It doesn't necessarily mean I have to be dripping with the latest all the time. Now, because most people who do that are not really as successful as we think. And today we're just now finding out that success has so many different colors, so many different layers. That is not what, you know, the hype is about.
1: Yeah, success is very subjective. Like, I want to be a successful mother, you know. Exactly. We can have success in every area of our life and really i know this probably this might sound corny but sometimes Mm -hmm. just getting out of your bed taking a shower and taking that first step you're being successful a lot of times people think oh Mm -hmm. i have to make it to this milestone this is what success looks like but i've had success at multiple different levels in my life and your view of Mm -hmm. success will continue to grow you know it's okay to say oh, I, I want to be successful and just not be stressed out by my bills. And it's all right once you get to that level to say, well, you know what? I'm ready to figure out what's next for me. What's that next feeling that I'm going to be going for and from what area of my life? You know,
0: it is. And even something like that, that a lot of people would perceive as being small, that's still major, especially if it's a case where, you know, getting up out of bed by yourself to go brush your teeth, to go make yourself breakfast. Case in point, that could be for somebody who just had a car accident, just went through exactly. the process of healing, just go through the process of questioning and going through that phase, the emotional phase of will I ever walk again? The things exactly. that we take for granted are almost always the things that get taken away from us. Yeah, you know,
1: it's so true.
0: So aside, you know, from that, and I think that that probably covers a lot of the the mental health um topic as far as like that's that seems to be like the hottest I hate to say it like that but the hottest trendiest discussion board that's going on right now you know in 21 it's been going on in 20 and probably since the last four or five years it's been the main thing because you know as you see and read the news and things like that you hear that there's a spike in suicide yeah you know there and there's a spike in suicide in millennials you know a lot of us are calling it quits for some of the things that we blame others for some of the things that we're not able to heal from mm-hmm. and it doesn't help that you have other generations brush us off as if right. we're, we're, as if we're just pouting or as if we're just complaining to just complain right I, I agree can i ask you as far as like when you see or you hear stories like that you know people your age my age how does that how does that correlate as far as when you see that what goes through your head
1: Um, it's definitely the reason i try to put out good energy and always be genuine and completely an open book when it comes to my life because i feel like it's important to hear hey um not to get too dark but like hey Mm -hmm. it's okay that you've been raped i know that that was hard but you know this is not something that has to change your life forever to be in the darkness you know um there comes Absolutely. a time that you have to hear like hey it's not just you <laughs> you know you're not alone other people go through these struggles and that's not to belittle the struggles that you go through but it's to let you feel like you're not a, you're not so special that you're the in a, in a good way that you're the only one who has struggled with these hardships and you can get over it you can get through it too Um, It's not about letting it go and forgetting it, like, hey, it's not a big deal, but it's about addressing it and saying, hey, it was a big deal. Now let's figure out how to push forward. Um, And I think one of the biggest things in life that you need to do for self-love is being able to recognize all the things that have caused you pain, Mm -hmm. and it's not your fault at all for the pains that have been caused to you, but it is your responsibility to heal from them. You know, there's a lot of stories you're never going to receive. There is um, a lot of understanding that you won't get from the people that caused you harm. And you have to say, you know what? I'm okay with that. And I'm going to live my life for myself mm-hmm. and for your passions, whatever is motivating you and living your life for that. And once you take control of that part of your life, you're going to just be able to flourish and many others. Um, there was a long time when I would just blame mm-hmm. so many different people for the things that I've been through. Right. But um, it really took me just taking responsibility. Um, I'll just say one last thing. There was one yeah. time I was complaining about my family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they might, let's just say my mom, I've, I've we're good now, but let's we weren't at first. And you know, like, oh, I hate my mom and she did all these things to me and she never loved me. And my right. therapist said, you know the people your parents specifically um they're loving you the best way they know how you know none of our moms gave birth to us and said i really 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 hate this child and hope that they grow up hating me too um that's not to say that they didn't do things that made us feel that way right but you never hope that that that's what you're gonna cause and sometimes you have to realize to give yourself grace for the pain that you're you've that the pain has been caused against you and to give the the people who caused you that pain grace as well
0: that's a very beautiful um perspective and that actually reminds me of you know but let me ask you this do do you do you play cards do you know how to play cards
1: yeah i play cards
0: it reminds me of a game that i kind of sort of not that recently but kind of sort of just now got really good at and it's um the game of spades okay right and the way life as i see it reminds me of the the card game of spades is you're randomly dealt cards as any other game but the expectancy of you to be successful in something based off of the blind notion that you got a good hand it, it amazes me yeah it's like well first how can you expect me to be successful if i don't even know what's in my hand so i'm not even prepared to do the things to make the right plays to guarantee my position on that you know in that journey of being successful with it so you're expected to do something with very minimal information yeah and i think that's probably why i cleaned to the game and so much and why a lot of people stay losing but you know (laughs) wait we're not bragging um it was something that was just really interesting to me you know we we all dealt a certain kind of hand of, of cards and it's just we don't get an undo button all we get is you play your hand accordingly and you hope that that hand was not as bad as the next hand
1: exactly and you know after that part that game is finished Mm
0: -hmm. then
1: you're gonna get dealt more cards you know and exactly it kind of goes back to the resiliency thing hey maybe you were dealt a wonderful set of cards this first time but you might be dealt a crappy hands the second and it's important to just say like let me get what i have and work with what i have and you can build on that
0: yeah i think um you know and There are cases where you've even seen, you know, know, like your peers where you may wish you could have gotten a better hand. But then you see your peers who either don't push as hard as you don't do as hard as you don't work as hard as you don't put that effort in there. But they stay getting that extra great hand. That extra great (laughs) hand. And it's like, damn, like I have the you know, and it's it's almost on the borderline of envy but you don't hate that person of course you wish that person's you know success in that but it almost always seems as though as that person runs off gets great with that hand but then something flops and then when they fall they fall hard and yep. then when you're next in line it's kind of like you you indirectly put yourself in their shoes like okay well what if that was me because now it's my turn to get that good hand so what if that was me and i got the hand that they got would I make the mistakes that they made and crash and burn the same way? Right. So it's almost like an out of body situation. Yeah. You know, as you see somebody very close to you, make it come up and blow up. And the next thing you know, it's like, wow, I feel like I'm with them. Right. So this music, this music, um, aside with your voice, I I would say that it's For someone who probably never knew that music would be their thing, I will say you sound like somebody who's been doing this quite some time.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much.
0: Quite some time. And it's just I don't know what it is. You know, I, I have a musical background, but it's with a certain kind of ear. You can tell if somebody has been doing it a while or someone who just got it. And it just seems like it was a natural thing for you. How did you find music?
1: So, um, when I was, I've always written poetry and I've liked writing songs and stuff like that. And in high school, I was actually in choir. I was in two different choirs, the women's chamber Mm -hmm. that you had to try out for. And I was in just the regular, like men and women's um, choir. Right. And um, I'll never forget, my best friend to this day, we went bowling yesterday. Um, I was singing in the song, I sing a song with her in the car. And I remember her being like, bro, you can't sing. You need to stop it. Now, she never meant it, like, for me, for my whole confidence behind singing to be tarnished for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Right. But, um, I took it that way. And, um... It took me a long time to really get over that because I really loved her voice. So like I was like, oh my gosh, if she's such a great singer, and she thinks I'm not a good singer, then I must suck. You know what I mean? Right. Not not letting myself be validated by all the other reasons why I don't suck. Like actually having to try out for a choir and you know getting into the exactly. chamber. But you know sometimes we let other people's words really take hold of our lives, and so it's important to let it go. But um, I never even let anyone hear my music that I wrote to myself. Um probably in 2018, maybe 19, I let another close friend of mine just hear something I wrote. And honestly I wasn't bawling crying like a baby, but I cried a little bit because I was so nervous. Um
0: I mean it's a part of your really... soul. Huh? It's a part of your soul.
1: Right, right. And you're putting yourself out there, especially when you told yourself for so long like you're not good. And um So I had a musical background from high school and writing. And then, like I said, I did interviews and stuff like that with music artists. And I was around DJs a lot and in the studio. So I kind of had that behind the scenes edge, maybe on some artists that just decide, oh, I wanna do it and go out there. Um, And it just really took me saying, I'm not going to let anything else like have a hold on me anymore. Right. And I'm just gonna put myself out there. I mean, fun fact, you always tell other people, but probably not yourself is some people are gonna like it. Some people aren't, that doesn't mean you're good. That doesn't mean you're bad. Like music, art in general, it's art and it's accepted by a wide range of people. And some people are, some people won't cling to it and that's okay. Like it's not a big deal. So.
0: And as soon as I think a lot of people really get acquainted and hip to that you know they get so caught up with well, what if nobody likes it well, what if nobody does and they use that same feeling and it, it grows so large to where it makes them not want to try it right and you know i've heard this i hear this quite often and it's amazing to me that that a person can think like this where they feel like you know what i'm not gonna try something because i'm gonna fail right and it was really right then Right, exactly. You and was like,
1: immediately.
0: and I, I was like, I don't think they really realize what they just said. And it's like, right. you don't fail until you stop or right. if you don't try. Right. Okay. And it's just like what they say. Not saying something is almost just as equal as saying something, if not agreeing with the opposing argument by you not saying something is as if you're agreeing with the negative side. Exactly. It's the same thing. You not trying something is just as equal as failing giving up and just that's it because if you're keep on keep on and you're still with you're still grinding it out you haven't lost exactly. if not you're closer to winning than you are losing because you're still going
1: precisely and maybe maybe the win is you inspiring somebody else you know like if i a lot of people don't realize that um you're not it's not always about the accolades or the pat on the back you know it's about the little things. i read this one time like
2: mm-hmm.
1: um sure everyone likes to say martin luther king was amazing but what about his teachers what about the people who inspired him to be who he was
0: the ingredients Those people are also
1: mm-hmm. amazing people who if they weren't living in their purpose he wouldn't even be here to exist that's, as that's the person a that he was
0: that's a very good point. It's like, what were the ingredients that made him who he is? Because, of course, you know, and I, I don't know. You might agree with me. This whole thing of self-made has always sounded weird when I first heard it. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, how can you make yourself? Is usually now you have self-determination, self-drive, right. but the people who influence you to do what you do on a grand scale that's really what it's made out to be because like you said the teachers the, the mentors the people who've been around him probably could not and would not do what he did on the matter on a major scale same as you you've been in choir you've been in course you've been doing those things but how many of those people actually will go the route that you are going in and bold enough own that lane that you're in
1: right you know what i think the answer that to that is zero because i I always tell people like there's no way you can take my spot and there's zero percent chance you can i I can take yours like there can be another female artist the same age as me also from charlotte with the same passion we are not in competition (laughs) like
2: exactly um
1: it's not to make it like about God but like I know my promises (laughs) and they're not yours but you also have promises you know there's nowhere that it says there can only be one of this or you know one of that even that there won't be little differences in between each so it's just really important to just realize like your place Mm -hmm. in a good way. You know and be confident in that and then no one can take that from you and then you never feel intimidated because you know that there's room for everybody and when you're living in your purpose then some that that doesn't always mean on the stage sometimes it's behind the scenes sometimes it's a little bit of both
0: yes yes i think and you know i've had somebody which was crazy because they were very toxic in my in my life in my circle but they've told me this at least i can take one gem from them um they really got on my case i think I, I was one moment i had really really bad communication but it wasn't like oh i can't help but have bad communication i purposely chose not to have good communication with these people mm-hmm. but one of their main thing was they were they were saying that Mike, you know, we noticing you're not really, you're not really moving in your purpose. And at first, I didn't know what that meant. So I was like, wait a minute, okay, is he trying to get real religious on me? Like, what's going on? I right. don't know. You know, I thought he was at least I was thought he was coming from the judgy side, should I say? Right. Um. Nah, he's like, you know, he's like, you don't seem like you're moving in the way that you should be moving. Right. And at the time, you know, my ego was. When a, in a different spot and of course i wasn't trying to hear that at first and then when things started to kind of look like you know i wasn't getting the help that i should have been getting because i was giving everybody help i was yeah i was a hey, pouring in everybody else's cup and as soon <laughs> right. as my cup started to look a little funny as soon <laughs> right. as it started to feel a little light it really clicked and i noticed oh i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. and i realized oh something ain't right oh you know stick your finger in it hold on that sauce don't taste right i need a little bit more seasoning (laughs) i need something else because something is off this is not i usually have that sauce but then something's off you know the recipe has changed
2: Mm -hmm.
0: and i think 2020 for me really really gave me that answer it was a punch in the gut slap in the face but it really told me that you know you know We live a fast life we don't really know who in our team is good for us we don't know who we need to let go who we need to hold on who we need to pull closer we don't Mm -hmm. really know that until it took shutting down the world to really realize right all right i need to look at my life i need to look at my family my relationships i need to look at everybody and see you know run through an assessment you know
1: yeah It's important to always give yourself and your surroundings a little assessment, like often, you know, sometimes, like you said, we get caught up. We're moving fast. And sometimes a lot of people, it's crazy. People think just because you don't want to work together or, you know, it doesn't make sense for you to continue. That means that it's time to beef with each other or there's like an issue like it doesn't have to be that way. Sometimes it's just time to move on because that relationship specifically isn't serving you. You can still wish each other the best and stuff like that. But
0: That's yeah, true. it's important
1: to give yourself life assessments.
0: That is true. And and even when you said as far as working together, you know, I don't know why it's always assumed that if you don't want to work with somebody, it's an, it's an automatic beef. Right. But, but sometimes it's kind of like this It's like, OK, you do your thing. They do their thing. Maybe it's just not, one, it could be just not, not the right time to right. work with that person. Two, it's not the right project at that moment to work with that person. Or three, you're just not ready to work together with, an, with another person in general, you know? Yeah. You Finding know, is
1: always important, you know?
0: Exactly. Sure. You know, there, there's so many different other answers than saying that, oh, I don't want to work with somebody, so it must mean I have a problem with that person.
2: right
0: but i guess that sells you know people like to hear that drama they like to hear somebody have a problem with somebody Mm -hmm. in this um in this realm that you're diving into is music aside because i know you said that you do poetry and you know i do poetry as well and it always it it's amazing and it's always refreshing to hear from another poet with music how different is that when it comes time for you to write the song, record it, go through the process of performing it, and also into acting it out in a music video. What is that process for you in the creative way?
1: I honestly, um, that was a good question. Um, When it comes to writing music, I, it kind of comes like an easy flow, like it does with poetry. I feel like, honestly, the biggest thing for me to get over, the biggest hurdle was not dumbing down or watering down, but just like, you don't have to say a loaded sentence. You can get the message across with something, with less words sometimes. So it took me a lot of like um, concising my words, making them more concise. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really just like to fully express myself creatively when it comes to that process Um, with the videos and everything. They're all my, like any video that you see, they're my ideas. I usually, um, it's, you know, fully mine. And I, you know, tell people, Hey, this is what I want. This is how I want it. Um, And um, it's really the whole thing is like poetry, you know, because poetry is self-expression and putting yourself out there. And I like, my music to feel like you know that you get that from me i like people to feel like oh maybe i got to know her a little better or this seems a little personal so
0: that's great that you on you know on the front end you know as a creative you have that creative freedom on the front end most people don't even get that till in the middle of their career or much later that they finally get that freedom like you know what i want to create something and it's my idea they're, yeah. they're always usually around a bunch of people and everybody else wants to put they two cents in. And it has nothing to do with the meaning behind your song. It's your song. It has right. nothing to do with your artistic interest. And, you know, I've always just chopped it up to be where people just want to feel relevant. And somebody oh just wants to say, Hey, I had a, I have investment or I have a, a stake in what she had going on that she wouldn't have what she have she wouldn't have had what she have until i put in right and it's sad to say you know when you are in that environment where there are people who still think like that it almost makes you not really want to work with somebody right because that in that intention is kind of hard to sense on the front end
1: yeah it is hard to sense i recently was kind of in a relationship like that where even to this day i still really don't know the purpose of why they really came in my life except for it wasn't necessarily negative it was just really weird how they left and i don't know what their intentions were like still to this day but Mm -hmm. i think it's important to like stand strong um it's not like when i have a music video if someone has an idea i'm like hell no it's my idea and it's only my way. Like, you have to be open for creative development, but it's also important to stand firm and say, Look, like, this is my art. This is what I want. I mean, especially when you're paying for it. Like, if I was to go to somebody and ask for like a free music video <laughs> or something, like, or right. sure, maybe we're collabing on the idea. um But, you know, if you're putting your hard earned money into it and this is your baby, it's important to stand firm and say, Hey, this is what I want. I'm open to ideas. Um, with the last music video I had, there was, um, certain things that some, there was this one scene actually that we kept doing and I just didn't see the vision behind it. And at the end of it, I was like, look, we're going to need to figure something else out because I don't see it and this is how I want it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's important to say it with respect um, and not become like some type of prima donna, like know it all. And you always need to stay humble. But you can be humble and confident at the same time. You know, you can be assertive and respectful equally. And it's important to keep that balance.
0: You know, I kind of look at... At least I can't find the exact word, but I know it exists somewhere. I kind of look at humility a little bit different than most people. You might actually agree with me on this. And, you know, today, people... They, they put humility in the sense of let me not say nothing. Let me be quiet. Let me not show confidence because I don't want to I don't want nobody to feel some kind of way. Um, I think with humility is, of course, never putting down anybody. But I look at it as reserving and standing my ground on my decision, not putting myself down. I think that's what. Has to be included in that package because I, I don't think that it is these days. These days, people think that, okay, if you do something amazing, that you're not supposed to promote yourself, that you're not supposed to big up yourself, you know, pat yourself on the back, you're not supposed to do things that would be perceived as arrogant. I don't know where they get that from. Right. Um,
1: I think a lot of times people think that arrogance is saying, like, I did great. Like me being like, oh, guess what? I won Best Pop Music Video last year. Um, from everybody else is not being humble. What's not being humble is saying I won best pop video because all the other pop videos suck and I'm the best one out that there ever is and there ever will be. Now that's not being humble, but being humble is saying like, wow, I'm so honored. It's a blessing to do it. I know that I put in hard work and I deserve it. Um, and you know, I'm excited for the competition next year. Everybody was a um, great competition. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And and that's a very constructive way to look at it, you know, especially if you're if you're working on a project together, you know, if you're creative, and that person's creative, and that person's creative. You know, it's evident that there's going to be a creative clash. You know, you're never going to get into a project and everybody's going to be super agreeable and it's going to roll smoothly and there's not going to be any hiccups to me. That suspect. I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm used to certain dramas, but. In the creative process, I expect if I get with other creative people, I want you to be you because that's why I agree to work with you. I want you to, yes. you know, don't not on my accord, you know, you know, we're not starstruck. If we're right. working, if we're working on something together, then let's do what we would normally cook up in our own kitchens. You know, let's right. not let's not make this thing weird.
1: Yeah, for sure no that's important like it's so important to fully be yourself like the person wouldn't be asking you to work with them or you wouldn't be asking the other person to work with you if you wanted them to try to appease exactly what you wanted you want them to fully be yourself and it's important as artists to be able to give that like the grace creatively to say like hey i'm I'm working with you to be you so like because i appreciate you you know i think you're dope like if anyone's asking me to work with you you think that them being them is awesome you know so you want them to fully be themselves and vice versa
0: you do you do and which is actually um i want to talk about you know where you're from i don't think i've actually been to your city so i'm definitely gonna need to check that out I, i love traveling um When it comes to, I guess, working with other creative people, being in a big city, medium city, however size city, what has been some of those moments where you felt like the relationship with a person, whether it's personal, whether it's business, creative or so, what has been a moment where you had to really burn a bridge and leave it burnt?
1: Mm, That's a good question. Um first and foremost come to charlotte you're down the street atlanta's not far <laughs> um
0: say less you are know
1: <laughs> but um a time i had to burn a bridge i'll tell you this one time and i didn't i'm not i didn't burn the bridge like pettily, like unfollow and i don't like you anymore but professionally i was like i don't like this anymore right Um, i don't think we're gonna work together um i was working with this producer and uh he it was like a situation like oh i want to send you some beats let's work and they sent me some beats and i was like i like this how much for this beat and he was like send me a hundred and um i will uh send you two beats i was like oh cool like thanks for the lookout you know and so I sent him the $100 and we ended up not doing anything with the beats, which was fine, you know I wanted to still do things with the beats later down the line and yeah. one time he's like come through the studio I want to vibe out with you. Let's create some music right. So n- not saying come through and pay or any anything and I'm not against paying because right. um, I pay for things <laughs> Right. But so I, I come through the studio and they have a track and I write something to it. and I'm like, yo, this is dope like what is it going to take for us to make this a song and he was like well book out the studio time and we can record so I booked the time for the studio right. and we laid down the track and um, they you know sent me the track and everything was good and about like two weeks later they hit me up and were, was like hey if you want that beat I need you to um, send me a hundred bucks uh, cause I got somebody else who likes the beat and I'm like huh you know Oh I, I'm, con- I'm confused like we you invited me to the studio and said let's cook up and make a song right and, um, I've worked in plenty different situations I've worked in situations where I'm like yo I want you to cook up for me how much is your rate let's go to the studio blah 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 and I've worked in situations where the whole part is free because we're just vibing out and having a good time right you know and at this point I've g- given you two hundred dollars for you know what one- total, like, we haven't done anything with anything else, you know, and um, so I was like, uh, let me think on this, and I'm kind of confused, I also told them, like, I'm a little confused about why I'd be sending you more money, like, we made this song together, this is what we agreed on, and it it really felt like they were just trying to get more money off from me after the fact.
0: Exactly, we, that's, that's, so, that's exactly uh, what it sounds like, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> right, I was just like, this isn't right so you know i talked to some people and i was like i I really like the song so i sent it to some people like what do you think about this song like should i really pay this money just because i like it or whatever and um then they hit me up again and was like yo you could really just send me 50 dollars and keep this song. and i'm like
0: so it changed it changed to 50
1: yeah i'm like so like what do you not have money right now like you need help i didn't say this part but i'm just like
0: that's what you're thinking
1: right i'm just like why are, why is this happening and i ended up telling them you know no thank you on the song i thought it was a different type of situation you know and i just know moving forward i will not use their beats i will not work with them i support everything that they do but i don't support that and um we will never <laughs> i think it's uh work together
0: I, I think that you know and I've, I've oh man that sounds straight out of atlanta um
1: right <laughs>
0: i think that i've i've been around and kind of watched those kind of situations just like what you just painted um i've been in and i've been around and that's what you call milking Exactly. and you know you're making it seem like hey if, if you hurry up and send me this you better hurry up because somebody else is, is is watching it and they like it so if you hurry up and do this you can lock your spot in right. i've been around guys in, in recording studios that did stuff like that and i'm sitting there right next to them i'm like bro nobody is even here what right. are you talking about
1: right what are you talking about and also like if they are why did you play that beat for them we just made a song and had an agreement but that's why split sheets are important like just locking in business you know then and there but also you'll always have somebody who does something weird
0: i've seen i would say that i've seen that in hair salons i've seen that in recording studios anytime that is like that and it's like it's what makes it weird is you're creating a false sense of hype and you're 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 basically messing with the natural integrity because now you're being a little pushy right you know and hey i've seen people do this and i would always just look at them like okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hate on your hustle but you really doing it wrong it's like okay we all gotta make money we get that but there's a much more constructive healthier way to push to try to get more money, just not in that way. That's not right. creating a false scarcity first, is not cool.
1: When I say what's it gonna take to make this a song, don't just say book out the studio time. Say, you know, book out the studio time, I'll sell you the beat for a hundred dollars. Don't invite me to the studio and say let's get something together and then weeks later, and I'm talking about like weeks later, like wow. after he's like I love this song, da 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 just hitting me up out the blue, like throw me some extra bread for that song we did a couple months ago. I'm just like
0: Well, you know, you know, um, I think that vibing out is one thing that's, it's cool to do that. But I think that the professional has to kick in and be like, all right, you know what? Let's set time aside. We're going to do this. It's going to cost this. And this is what we're going to do. Because if you were assigned artists and you worked for a label, you all have deadlines you all have sure. you know you know you're now a business you can't sit and for the lack of better terms you can't bullshit. for sure you, you can't because
1: i can't lie. my most my mm-hmm. best music do come from just a, a chill session in the studio but
0: that is very I true only that's do that why with my <laughs>
1: close friend. he's a producer and mm-hmm. everything we do is just equal splits like we don't um I don't pay for studio time. Mm -hmm. I really like bring a bunch of food and like, we just hang out and we make music. And um, you know, it could have been a rookie mistake as well, but it wasn't as much as like asking for the money as it was like a month later, right? doing some weird stuff after honestly, like fully saying, let me make this beat from scratch. Oh, you like this beat? Let's make this into a song. Like any person, I know that if, um kent the producer that i usually work with wanted me to pay for a beat he would never bring it up one month later hey pay for that beat that we did in the studio we always do business when we do business and it i i had another time i worked with this videographer who Mm. was down for the rate that we said um was down for everything we had two meetings they were on the phone with meetings where we even talked about the budget they um because it was two videographers that they needed for equipment and everything two days before the video shoot said they're not going to be able to do it unless we send travel expenses and i'm like excuse me you were you said the price you want we've talked about all these other expenses and now two days before the shoot you want me to send you an extra 200 dollars because you didn't want to bring that up when we were budgeting
0: now see that that sounds very very familiar that sounds that because again it's weird stuff like that that you don't really make a buffer like say hey we're you know our budget is a thousand dollars but you know what let's say 1500 because you know things come up it's not like that it's cases where you all actually discussed the budget right and then later on something else came up it's kind of that's weird. It's right, just to bottle up is weird,
1: like, especially when you already talk about the money. You right. know what's being paid, what everyone needs. I mean, when I get booked, I never say, um, "Yeah, my booking fee is a hundred dollars an hour," and then the day up say, "Oh, well, I'm going to need an extra um, hundred because um, I'm traveling there." Well, why didn't you say that your booking fee is a hundred dollars an exactly. hour plus any travel expenses? That's how you do business.
0: I mean that is like, that's, that is we
1: are not and t There's no hidden fees here. <laughs> like I don't want oh, hidden yes. fees. What's <laughs> the upfront?
0: And hey, that's a that's a very uh solid that's a very solid position to say that cuz a- again, and it, I think even still I don't want to just limit it to the media industry, but I do know that there's a lot of that hidden fee, you know, type of thing. Um now, I will say like even in my particular corner you know i own my lane and i try to at least let everybody know on the front end hey this is what this is in the event but here's my disclaimer in the event that there is an extra of something i want you to know that is a possibility right in most cases when i say that it's almost never a possibility but they at least they appreciate the fact that hey you let me know so it's not a surprise and a shock and it's like hey you know what let me wrap up this business with you and i'm not gonna come back
1: right you know it's it's just like when you sit down i do fa- i do facials like right? we were talking mm-hmm. about it's like a customer sitting down and being like oh i want this facial i was thinking about maybe doing dermaplaning and i'd be like okay mm-hmm. i dermaplane their face without asking and then tell them it's an extra 40 dollars like what are you th-
0: yeah that those are fighting oh. words
1: right like <laughs> what are you talking about you know like any time that there's a, a time for extra you say hey this is what it is and you know and also on the flip side you should always be confident saying this is my crisis and you know what I need extra for this you should never right. be that person who I remember I was in LA doing a short film
2: mm-hmm. and
1: the hairstylist she was doing the hair for free yo she was traveling like 40 minutes like to an hour every day twice because going there and back and back and then there was another time where she had to travel and take some of the actors around and i was like girl you didn't tell them you need gas and she was like well i don't want to be rude that's not rude oh you know like but she was young she was 19 years old right and i told her i said you know don't disrespect your business right you know you need to respect your business enough to say Hey, I'm happy to be here I'm so honored that you want to use me can you give me I mean even if it's not a lot ask for 50 bucks you deserve something you know and I think that's
0: what some people they think that if they ask for money it's almost disrespectful and I don't know where that came from but it's you know if you're doing a service for free or something like that you got to at least make sure that you secure your your way of getting there most people I've known some people who don't even have a car you know and They're doing something and they're on the bus and however way they get there, they get there. But it's like you are disrespecting yourself and your business and your trade because you're not being realistic, you know, and in the event that you show up late because you were not. It's like, think about if she did not have gas and she either had to find gas money last minute and she was late. Right. She can't use. I didn't have gas money to get here as an excuse because. The guys will be like, hey, well, when we first met you, we could have given you gas.
1: Right. I'm going to be mad if you use that as an excuse. Right. What? Yeah. You you get fired. Yeah. You would almost
0: get fired for using that excuse. You would get fired because you should have said that. You should have said something. You think we're going to say, no, we don't want to work with you because you need gas money. Right. And I know that is that is a rookie move. And I've Lord, I've made plenty of rookie moves, but I think that wisdom comes from when you mess up
1: yeah it definitely comes from experience
0: comes from experience it comes when you mess up and you know i know we don't really get second chances in life and things like that but i know out of the things that i've messed up i can tell you this right now if you haven't seen any of my content much i can tell you not all of my artwork started out great i've flopped i messed up a lot of it was permanent a lot of it i couldn't undo um I've messed up somebody's wall from a mural, crashed and burned. I didn't come back till a year later after she threatened to sue me, threatened to get me arrested. The whole situation, I I waited, slept on it, meditated on it, prayed on it. I came back and I told her, hey, ma'am, I know you're upset with me, but you know what, I'm gonna paint your wall and I'm not accepting no for an answer. Yeah. And she sat there with her staff and she was like, so when are you trying to start? right i'm gonna tell you i knocked that thing out the park. i I listen i went in and i had something to prove because i looked at it like hey it's already enough we don't get a second chance to redo something when we mess up so when you do get a second chance you should hit that thing so far out the field it should be better than where it was supposed to be when you first got there
1: most definitely that's such a good thing like to remember and i think also like sometimes we're not going to get that second chance um, mm-hmm. for that exact thing but there oh, will yes. be a second chance to use the lesson you learned in a new oh, situation yes. oh, so it's, it's important that you. you always take from your mistakes and learn from them so you don't get in another situation and mm-hmm. you're like oh man I'm in the same thing you know
0: because who can you be upset with if you end up in the same situation the same thing happens in almost the same kind of way you only have yourself to blame because you didn't learn from the last time yeah, you know, what are your thoughts with um, collaborating, affiliating, working with like other creatives, other people in the arts? Like, what is your headspace in that right now?
1: I love working with people in general. Um, and yeah, I love it. I've always loved working with other people, um, learning from other people, trying new things um i love i love working with others because you get inspired and um it's great so yeah collaboration is wonderful and also even more than just like getting inspired and grow i um, getting inspired and growing you also get an opportunity to like cross promote yourself so exactly you know their followers get to know you or just their supporters in general not even like just instagram but that their people on their emailing list or or whatever it is they get to be exposed to you as well and now you guys have both done a little bit of free promotion for each other
0: i think it's taking advantage of the opportunity in the healthy way because i think if you ever work with another person who has you know they have their thing you have your thing absolutely I, you know and i try my best that no matter what i try to do if it's free if it's paid i want to make sure that the person that i'm working with they have a chance to shout themselves out promote themselves you know it's i think it's about when you climb up that mountain to reach back and pull, put out that hand to pull somebody else up, you know, it, it's just too easy to kind of knock somebody down. And that's been the that's been the cliches thing lately. It's easy to put somebody else down who isn't quite trying to copy you, but they're trying to come up in their way. So it never made any sense to me to knock somebody else off what they got going on when they have to come up the same way as you it's almost just about yeah if you mess up you can at least throw somebody a bone and say hey i messed up this way blase blase not saying that you're gonna do the same thing as me but you need to at least be aware that this could happen you know right you're you're saving somebody
1: it's like weird it's weird energy to feel that way but you're right it's like the new thing sometimes um Mm -hmm. but like It's so important. Like, I love to give advice on things that I already know. And then also it's important to know that you don't know it all and ask for advice. I have this esthetician who's been an esthetician for 30 years. I follow on Instagram. Never met her once. But if I ever have a question, she always answers. She gives Mm -hmm. me links to where she did it. And, you know, that's important. Because like I said earlier, I can't take her spot. She can't take my spot. We can only just grow and become better. So why are you holding things back?
0: as i always say you are your your only you should be your only competition should only I say.
1: competition yeah
0: because you you can only outdo yourself because nobody really has the exact ingredients no one really walked through your shoes never really went through what you went through so it's kind of like how are they really competition if they're not doing exactly what you're doing
1: right exactly
0: you know, and when I feel like when you really take a minute to really think about that, you really learn to appreciate where you're at and where you came from. And, you know, hey, I've been to school. I've been to design school and I've gotten in the weirdest comp like not competition. I've been in the weirdest situations where somebody would try to egg on competition and they try to egg on. Hey, I'm better than you. I can draw better than you just now, whatever. And it'd be so weird. I'm like, bro, you don't want this smoke, but listen, I'm not in here. We, we're we trying to get the same thing. There is right. no competition here. We're going for the same trophy. Exactly. You, get, you get a trophy, I get a trophy, you know? And, but it's different if we're going to pursue the one thing and there's only one thing, then yes, I'm gonna draw circles around you. But I still believe that there is such things as healthy competition.
1: Yeah. There's a difference between competition like having a competitive spirit, right? Um and then like having like a envious spirit or you know you want other people to do bad like type of competition. There was this one time I was interning, like straight up mm. interning at a radio station. There was no open slot in sight for me to have my own show nor did I even have the experience to do it. And, and it was when I was blogging. I did not work for the station or anything. Um, and there was one day I went to my brother, not my brother-in-law, but the brother of my daughter's dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And I went to this event. He's a singer. And another radio station was there um, hosting it. I took a picture with the DJ and the singer, and I posted it on Instagram. I didn't even tag the radio station, but either right. that's neither here nor there. One of the hosts of a radio station screenshotted it, sent it to the production um, manager over the radio station Mm -hmm. and literally had me not intern there anymore because she was right because she was like, I guess, scared of me doing better or thought of me as competition and... I straight up was on my way. I, was, I wasn't I was even there at the same time as her, mind you. Um, and I would get there at like 5 a.m. for the breakfast club mm-hmm. that got syndicated. Yeah. And um, so it was like probably like 4.30 in the morning. I didn't even look at my phone yet. I'm halfway to where I need to go. And I look at my phone and I had gotten a text at probably like 4. Like, hey, Lo, no need to come in today. I'll talk to you about it later. But you can't um, be at the show anymore. I'm like wow all because someone viewed me as competition now i didn't let that stop me and it's funny because now i can't say we're friends but we are professional acquaintances right and um they've apologized to me and they support me now Mm -hmm. but um it was a crazy experience um
0: yeah you're definitely not gonna forget that
1: that, that experience just meant that I was done there. Like, my time was served. Like, everything right. I truly believe, like, happens for a reason. When those things happen, you can either keep a chip on your shoulder or you can say, okay, what's next?
0: And I think so- a lot of people, you know, you know, when it comes to being self-aware and you realize that you're unhappy in a certain place and you realize that you could be doing better, you know, there are a lot of people who stay having a chip on their shoulder and they don't snap out of that and they don't become aware and they just go with the motions. They just go with it and you know, they complain about it, drink about it, smoke about it, wake up, do it the next day and it's over and over and over and they don't break that cycle and when you really realize that, you know what, my happiness is more important than the situation, you do better. and But that's interesting and as much as it is crazy it shouldn't really surprise the situation because to me that seems like the normal as crazy as it is it seems like the normal because it's only when you're really doing something when roadblocks tend to pop up yeah but when you're you know sitting down chilling not going anywhere in life nothing happens Mm as soon as you get a great Uh, radio interviews on a major label type of situation right and they want you to drive to this studio 20 minutes away you thinking oh no problem in the journey of you going to that interview you get a flat tire Mm
2: -hmm.
0: or you get pulled over or there's a car accident up ahead and there's traffic you know it's always roadblocks that tells you you're doing something right yeah and if you For look sure. at it like that, if you look at it like that, it'll make you not only appreciate the situation better, but it also calls you to be a lot more conscious and really take advantage of those once in a lifetime situations that don't happen often.
1: Mhm. It's so true. It's only confirmation, just like you said.
0: Absolutely. So we're at this point right now where... I think I heard so much that I, I am going to put that bug in your ear. Hey, your life is a book and I, I'm a reader and I definitely, definitely want to hear it.
1: Oh, thank you. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Can you tell the people what you got going on? How can they find you?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So for all skincare tips and um, just for a fun fact for you, I will be starting to come to Atlanta probably mm-hmm. next month for a week a month to do facials out there and pop-ups. So um, if you're in Atlanta or you're in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. you can hit me up for a facial or body waxing. Um, But also my Instagram for that is glow by low skin and it's spelled G-L-O-B-Y-L-O-S-K-Y-N. That's glow, no W, by low um, skin with a Y. And um, I also post tips and I love answering questions um, and making little like informative reels. So if you're into that kind of stuff, go ahead and follow that. And you can also um, tap in with my music. I'm on all streaming platforms. I have music on Spotify, Apple Music, et cetera. Music videos on YouTube, if you just type in So Queen low. And um, you can also find my music Queen Lo on any platform. And you can follow me um, for my music and regular lifestyle things at so.queenlo. That's so.queenlo. And um, I have a lot of music videos out and there's more to come. If You love to feel good. That's where you need to go.
0: Awesome sauce. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, it has been an absolute privilege and a pleasure speaking with you and really getting to know you and really, getting to know behind the, the creator, you know, who creates awesome content. You know, you almost never get that opportunity to really talk and have a real conversation with a person these days.
1: It was a great conversation. I loved it. Thank you so much.
0: You're very welcome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have heard it here. This is Burn Bridges, brought to you by The Creative Catalyst. You all have a good night.